Hi guys, Russell here. Um, you know, it's now for something a bit different. I, I was asking myself a, a question the other day of, you know, why is immigration so high in the UK when the Conservative Party puts so much effort into trying to get it down and so much political capital into it? Um, and so I decided to take a look at it. And then what I found was quite interesting. So I've decided to put it into a quick podcast uh, just for your uh, interest. And, 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 and I think it's quite intriguing. Um, and so as it says, you know, in this sort of subheader, you know, we're trying to reduce, reduce reliance on Chinese students is actually leading to high levels of immigration in the UK. Okay, so what does that mean exactly? So, you know, um, just to give you some context, uh, the uh, Office of National Statistics, ONS, uh, said that we had over 600,000 people enter the UK uh, in 2022, which is the highest number ever. Um, and you know, of those, uh, of the of that 600,000, the single largest group was 361,000, which is up from 300,000 the year before. Now, there were some other one-offs that really drove a big increase in the number. Uh, so immigration for humanitarian reasons was uh, was up, up to 172,000, you know, and that was driven by big increases from Ukraine and Hong Kong. Now, what is quite extraordinary about these numbers, uh, to be honest with you, is that it, it's a huge transformation that has been really sort of started in the 90s of the UK becoming a source of migrants to becoming a place where migrants go. Um, you know, as late as 1992, the UK was sending you know, people overseas on a net basis. And what we're seeing really, you know, uh, you know, since the 2000s is more and more people have been moving to the UK, which is probably why it's become such a political flashpoint, right? Uh, now, to give you some context, 600K is 1% of the UK population. Um, and that puts it on sort of par with sort of net immigration numbers we see into traditional uh, immigrant nations such as Australia, US or Canada. So we're talking very large numbers and, you know, it's probably why it's such a political issue in the UK is this huge transformation from really not that long ago. So, you know, let's look at students. If they're the biggest group, because we would assume maybe not Ukraine or Hong Kong numbers are going to reverse. Who knows? They're political. But one thing is we can look at students. Now, surely uh, the UK government has control over the number of student visas that come in. Um, and if you go to the Home Office, they give you sort of quarterly data on the number of uh, student visas being issued. And what you can see is post-COVID, the number of issues uh, is visas being issued has exploded higher to new all-time highs. And this includes Q1 of, of 2023, uh, where we haven't really seen a sort of notable slowdown or anything like that. So there is a big increase in the number of students. Uh, and for me, you know, it's a bit weird that the Conservative Party in the UK is promising uh, net immigration of below 100k while issuing 600,000 uh, student visas uh, at the same time. This seems very strange. I mean, if uh, if they're so committed to this immigration number, why not cut the uh, why not cut the number of student visas? Um, but the reality is, this problem would be if they did do that would be extremely problematic. So if we go and look at the Higher Education Statistics Agency over a great website, we can see that uh, foreign students make up 25% uh, of all uh, students in higher education. And uh, for full-time postgraduate studies, they make up 65% of all students. So the majority of students in full-time postgraduate studies in the UK are foreigners. 
Uh, and the thing is that foreign students pay way more than UK students. Uh, so for major universities, they're often over half of the revenue. Um, and, you know, in particular, Chinese students dominate and have dominated that, that income stream. And what we can see here, I just put in a graph to show you that, you know, uh, most other sources of funding for higher education in the UK have been stagnant over the last so, 10 years, where, whereas tradition, tuition fees have risen quite dramatically. So this is a real driver of the UK higher education industry, which is an important industry for the UK and a politically very important and very difficult for the Conservative Party to abandon. Now, the problem is, and this is why we see such huge visas, is that um, the Conservative Party, uh, along with many other sort of uh, European and Western nations, is trying to reduce, reduce its reliance on China. And the, re the reality is China has been by far the biggest source of growth for this industry for a long time. Um, and what China provides is not only the appetite for higher education, but the cash to pay for it, particularly for the high-end degrees. So what we've tried, what we've seen in the data is that visa applications for Chinese students have started to dip uh, from a few years ago. They're not showing the growth they have, they did up until COVID strike struck. But here's the rub: is that by leaving the uh, EU, uh, European students are now have to pay full fare, fee, full tuition fees as well, and they don't really want to do that. So we've seen European numbers fall, uh, which increases the reliance on Chinese students even more. So what has the UK done? It's a, it's really relaxed or uh, increased the number of visas for uh, students from elsewhere. Um, and so you can see the China line is flatlined. EU is a yellow line. Then India, other Asia, and Nigeria. Other Asia is a lot of different nations. Pakistan is probably the biggest one of those. Uh, and I put their data in a bit later. But basically, to try and reduce the reliance on Chinese students and keep tuition fees high, they're, they're, they've you know, allowed a lot more foreign students to come to the UK. This is what's driving net immigration in the US, in, in the UK. But here's a bigger problem. So if we go to the HSE, HESA website, we can uh, look at where all the students are going. And so what I've done is I've taken the you know, four biggest sort of suppliers of foreign students, China, India, Pakistan, Nigeria, uh, and put them together. And if we go and look at, you know, where does, you know, where, which university has the most Chinese students, which is uh, UCL, a very great university in, in, in the UK. Uh, now, to go to UT UCL as a foreign student, you're going to be paying up to £31,000 a year. Uh, and it should be pointed out that UCL is the highest earning university in the UK, pulling down £712 million in tuition fees. Okay. So UCL, important university, heavily, heavily reliant on Chinese students. And you can see if we add up the Indian, Pakistan, Nigerian students that are going to UCL, uh, they don't even make up 10% of the number of Chinese students that go into UCL. And UCL is charging top fees. We can look at where you know most Indian students are going. And interestingly enough, the university that has the most Indian students also has the most Pakistani students and the most Nigerian students. And that's the University of Harp this year. Um, it's a form of polytechnic. Uh, it charges, like all universities, it charges domestic students £9,250 a year, uh, but while it only charges uh, foreign students £14,750 per year. And the University of Harp this year is Australia. It's a large number of foreign students. 
he's only around the 30th highest earning uh, university uh, in the UK at $235 million in tuition fees. And what you can see is I put like the, you know, the top uh, Indian university, uh, top university of Indian students and the top universities for Chinese students don't really have very much overlap, uh, uh, limited, limited at best. Okay, so the obvious thing would be if, if the UK Conservative Party was serious about uh, uh, immigration, getting immigration down, is they could jack up tuition fees for UK students and European students, whatever, but UK students, sorry, for UK students to offset the fall in uh, tuition fee from getting rid of Chinese students or reducing the number of foreigners as, a, as is their policy. The problem is, is that the Lib Dems, who came, who were for a long time the third power in UK politics, uh, came to were in coalition with the Conservatives, and uh, you know were supportive of the tuition rises that happened uh, under the uh, Dave Cameron government uh, in 2010 to 2015, and they saw their share of votes and seats absolutely get crushed in the 2015 election. Uh, and, you know, every party in the UK has paid attention to this. Raising tuition fees is basically a, no, a non-starter in the UK. And so the Conservatives are looking at this and they're faced with this twin policy of trying to reduce Chinese... Uh, oh, they've got a big policy dilemma. They, they want UK higher education to thrive. They want less Chinese students and they want less immigrants uh, or less, less migration to the UK. Uh, they don't, you know, and the only way they could do that is to raise tuition fees. But to, raising tuition fees is obviously very unpopular, uh, and so they've chosen the lesser of two evils here, which is allowing more and more students. And the problem they've got is that the, the, to compensate for a lost Chinese student, you need a lot more Indian, Nigerian, and Pakistani students to come in to make up that gap. And so... You know, the reality is net migration into the UK is going to stay high for the foreseeable future, in my mind. Anyway, I hope that was interesting. Stay safe. We'll talk again soon. Ciao.